0: Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We are ready to face the storm hey my friends welcome back to the inspired way podcast thank you so much for tuning back in and if you're new thank you for tuning in today to this episode i have a great one but before we go there i just wanted to say thank you all who are subscribing thank you all who are leaving reviews and thank you for sharing uh you are sharing the message with me you are saying hey i believe in this message that we are supposed to face the storms of life and we're to do it together so thank you so much for that uh, today I sit down with Seth Howland. man I met Seth on Instagram and his story really just stood out to me this guy's a a vet of the United States Marine Corps and Army however his story doesn't go that far <laughs> right so talking about storms we're talking about facing storms and Seth faced many storms in life dating way back before he even got into the military, way back before he became a mountain endurance athlete, way before he really lost a 100 pounds. So this guy, we talk about the story, uh, the storms of life that he has had to face and his stories all along the way. And the thing that I love about this is it doesn't matter um, that you've gone through a storm or that you're in the midst of a storm. There's always another storm brewing. We talk about ego, how ego has stepped in. We talk about my. Um, Mindset—you uh, hear that a lot on this episode, on these episodes of guests—is just their mindset. Seth is an avid reader, but Seth battled so many storms of alcoholism, getting kicked out of the Marine Corps. You know, facing diabetes, uh, he's act of recovery. I mean, this guy has faced so many storms, but he does it with such passion and perseverance. I'm just blown away because this guy continues to fight the good fight every single day. And so I know you're going to be inspired by his story. I know you're going to really get a lot and take a lot out. He leaves so many nuggets. I don't want to ruin it for you by telling you everything right now. So without further ado, Seth Hallen, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how's it going? Thanks. Good.
0: Yeah. How's the day so far? Oh,
1: it's a great day, man. Any day I'm breathing is a good
0: day. (laughs) Ah, Ain't that the truth? Isn't that the truth, man? Well, listeners, uh, if you're just now joining us, uh, I found Seth on Instagram. A buddy of mine actually sent me his profile and said this guy would be excellent guest for your show. Uh, Seth and I connected and uh, really hit it off and I was like definitely this guy's got a story uh, to share. But before we dive into Seth and his story, if you're if this is your first time listening, I want to just give you a snippet of the show and the whole inspired way is to inspire us to face the storms of life just like the buffalo does a buffalo and cow if you ever watch them the cow will actually run from a storm when a storm comes you can see this really play out very well in colorado area which i believe seth is at right now and you can see the storms come over the rockies the the cow will actually turn to towards the east and try to run away from the storm trying to avoid the storm increasing the amount of time stress frustration that they deal with the storm Buffalo, on the other hand, see the exact same storm, they run straight into the storm, they face the storm, and decreases the amount of time, stress, and frustration that they deal with the exact same storm. So with that in mind, Seth, uh, um, I would love for you to share maybe some storms that you've been through and how you've, uh, how you've conquered them.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I, I've definitely uh, been through a lot of storms, some of them self-created, some, <laughs> some of them not, not so much. But I I guess I'll just start with the original journey, you know, which was, um, you know, when I was in college – uh, about 19 years old, I hit 303 pounds. You wow. know, I was always a fat kid growing up, man. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I, at eighth grade I was like 215. You know, just mm-hmm. crazy. And uh, I wasn't like the strong fat kid either. I was like the fat kid that couldn't do one pull up. I couldn't <laughs> do one one push up. You know, um, so I was like picked on a lot. Like real, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it created a lot of rage in me actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I got to, when I got into college, man. I just got so so sick of being that person you know like I couldn't stand um being that guy anymore and um I also felt like I had something to prove you know I was like man I, I'm sure. sick of people treating me this way you know like I want to I want to show people that they can't mess with me anymore you know yeah. so kind of derived from that but I just I remember getting on a treadmill uh, I went to a Maine Maritime Academy way up in Castine, Maine's uh, kind of a you know a miserable place <laughs> but uh I remember getting on a treadmill, um, I think I did about a half a mile my first time on the treadmill, and I was, man, I was gassed, like cashed out, you know, yeah. but I just kept working, every mm. every day, man, I would try to go a little further, you know, I would try to push myself a little harder, I would go like 0.6 miles, or 0.7 miles, and I started to change the way I ate, you know, I stopped um, eating the fast food, and I, I stopped eating all the junk food and I really you know focused on my nutrition and my health and it became a priority in my life and you know like the story of the buffalo man I love that story because the only way is through mm-hmm. I mean if you want to succeed and you want to accomplish your goals you got to go through the storm man. And I spent a lot of my life running from the storm might get into that later you know um but You know, it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of effort, man, like um, if you want to get where you want to be. And, um, you know, I started cutting weight and uh, eventually I got down to about like 230, you know, and I was feeling great, man. I, I was, you know, looking good, feeling confident. Um, and like health and fitness have become the number one priority in my life at this point. But I had another storm brewing mm. that, uh, was really derailing my life, you know, and that was alcoholism. So although I, I lost all this weight and I got in really good shape and I was feeling really good about myself, I had alcohol in the background just, you know, um, controlling every action and every move I made. And it, uh, it turned that like significant goal of losing weight into something that I. I didn't want it to be man it kind of created this like cocky um mm. actually scared person with very low self-esteem but my ego was thriving you know and uh, it's kind of similar to Jeff's story, our our mutual friend, which is why I really connected with him, man, because yeah. you know, he was talking about how he lost all this weight, but it was for all the wrong reasons, yeah. and when I heard him say that, man. I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what I did, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It didn't benefit me in the ways I had wanted it to because um, the alcohol was just, um, you know, living rampant in my life, and uh, that's really, you know, segueing into the biggest storm of my life, you know? Um You know, I grew up with an alcoholic mom and Mm -hmm. uh, my dad was a very hard drinker. Uh, You know, uh, I suffered a lot of um i don't want to say abuse but you know a lot of abuse growing up that way and i uh, built up a lot of anger and resentment i mean i i think i i just used drinking to mask that those feelings and um eventually though you know i i mean i got to a point with the the drinking years down the road where i could no longer stand who i was you know mm. like i um i went in the army i went in the marine corps i thought I was doing good in life, um, but inside, you know, inside, deep down inside, you know, I felt terrible. I hated the human being that I was. I hated how I treated other people because um, I knew I, that wasn't me at the core. I knew there was someone better inside of me than that. And uh, it really hurt to live that way, you know, to constantly let yourself down. Sure, and yeah. That, every, yeah, every day I would wake up and look in the mirror and be like, man, I can't believe I did that again, you know. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't keep my word to myself again. And that went on for like 10 years, you know. it's Like part of, part of my story is like every – weekend I would tell myself hey man I'm only gonna have a couple beers I'm gonna Mm -hmm. save my money um and by Monday morning I would be completely wrecked with like 10 bucks if I was lucky to buy some food and that went on for a good 10 years I'd say (laughs) so that's how I lived my life you know for a long time and that was quite a storm to say the least you know Mm -hmm. um but you know like it it came to a point in my life where I had to face that storm you know it was either face that storm or that storm was going to kill me you know yeah a- and uh right before i got on here with you i had a a, a friend ask me you know like how how did you change your mindset to start exercising and to stop drinking because uh, she said she had a friend struggling and the doctor told him that he had two years to live if he didn't quit drinking and um mm. The reality was that I don't really think I changed my mindset. I think I just reached a point where I was suffering so badly that it was either let the storm take me out completely. Um, You know, I really feel like if I drank another day, I was going to die. Because at at this point, I was also uh, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and I was running around. Uh, drinking and at this point doing a lot of drugs without taking my insulin Mm. so uh, my body was literally physically uh, shutting down you know I would have periods where I would wake up consciously but I wouldn't be able to open my eyes or move any of my body parts that was probably one of the scariest feelings of my life because you're awake but you're paralyzed Um, wow and that you know that was near the very end and um, you know luckily there's a lot of people like me that have gotten sober you know Uh like my goal now in doing this is to hope that somebody can hear this message and see that they don't have to live that way anymore and that there's a way out you know and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because I'm here to tell you, man, no matter how bad it gets, um, there's a way out because I was definitely that guy that thought getting sober was a fairy tale, man. I mm. didn't think that was for people like me. I thought I was going to die by the bottle, you know, and there was no way out. And I was going to accept that, you know. But luckily, I wanted to live more than I wanted to
0: die. You know? Yeah. Well, so, man, you hit on a lot of great things, you know, and I think, um, you know, what you had just said, you know, with your friend asking you, you know, your mindset to change. And really, you know, I hear, I don't know if you've read the book Mindset by Carolyn DeWick. Brother, right it would be a great, <laughs> if, if even if you're not a reader, man, it's a good yeah, book to read. I, I love reading. You're good, because it, I, I it, it talks about fixed mindsets and that, that whole mindset of this is the way I'm going to be till the day I, I die. This is just what I'm destined to do, right? I'm destined to drink my life to death, essentially. Yeah. That is a fixed mindset. A growth mindset says, no, I'm not, I'm not limited by my disposition. I'm not limited by my environment. I'm not limited by the things that surround me. I can change. I can grow and I will. And so it gives them the opportunity to go, to seek out the things that help them grow, to seek out the things that bring change in their life. And I love so many things, man. I wrote, I nearly have a full page of notes already just on your opening there. You know?
1: <laughs> I've got a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> dude, I mean, it was so good. And there's so many powerful things that I don't want to just brush over. I want our listeners to really hear is, you, you got on the treadmill, right? You took steps of action. And for yeah. so long, you were acting like the cow. You were just running with the storm, right? Um, you were allowing the storm to have its way with you. And you'd made a, a decision, no, I'm going to face this, which was a, you know, overweight or obesity or whatever, yeah. right? I'm going to face this. And, but by facing it, you didn't try to tackle it all at once. You got on this, the treadmill and you started with a, I wrote, a little at a time. You started yeah. increasing a little at a time, right? It was breaking it down, chunking it down. And by doing so, you were able to take the weight off. You weren't trying to create, you know, eat the elephant in all one bite. Essentially, yeah. Right. you were exactly. breaking it down and then you added nutrition. Right. So you got on the treadmill, started seeing some results. Now I'm going to wait. Oh, I'm seeing some results. Now I want to add something else into the mix. And then it started to change. And you the other thing, man, I do not want to brush over. You said time plus effort, right? Yeah. So a lot of people feel like, you know what, I'm just gonna give it time, right? I'm just gonna give it time and it'll and it'll all be okay, right? right. The normal pass, essentially, yeah. right? It'll be all right. right. But you know, if there's no effort on our part, how do we expect things to change if we're not putting in any effort to change anything? And so I love that, or we could just go effort right like the treadmill you could just one day um the next thing you know the you know you're you're you you give up right you didn't give it enough time so um you still with me buddy yeah
1: sorry it went blank there for a second but now I, I got you okay. yeah
0: cool I'll, I'll clip this little part out no worries Cool. Um, but it's it's that time and effort that you have to do, and I love that, you know, and the storm is brewing. I wrote that down because no matter whether in life we're going through a storm, we know that another storm is going to be there regardless. Always. Yeah. (laughs) Always. And so it's just like weather patterns. I mean, we're talking about physical storms that we go through in life, but same is true in weather patterns right? A, a, a weather storm will come through like last night. And then we got another one coming through again later. You know, yeah. it's, just, you know it's just because you had one and the sunshine and doesn't mean that another storm isn't going to come. And so what are the things that helped you um, prepare for, you know, because you had multiple storms there, you've had, you know, your weight, you had um, alcoholism, which was probably a big one. And then you, you face the the thing of of going into the military you know and having that not necessarily work out and then of course you you roughly, roughly or excuse me briefly mentioned it and that's a uh, diabetes you know so what are the things like all these different things that come at you what do you do now to help you prepare for you know the next storm
1: Right. Well, and and you kind of hit it a little bit, but, you know, like each storm that you go through, you know, gives you a little more character and a little more strength Yeah. to get through the next storm. So, um, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest things that I do... Now to prepare, because uh, we don't necessarily know what the next storm is going to be like. No one saw what's here now coming, you know. Right. Uh, but what I, I mean, meditation is a huge part of my life and my preparation for the storms. Because what I've learned is that if I can keep my mind at bay, I am much more prepared for the storm when it comes. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into worry. You know, I'm not gonna start freaking out. I may hit it, you know, a little bit here and there, but I understand that the storm is going to pass, you know, um, yeah. and, and as long as I stay strong. And, you know, like, for instance, with the current situation, like, um, you know, I have a lot of friends that are freaking out <laughs> and not <laughs> – and now it's be become my job to to help them through the storm. So I think that that's probably the biggest way to get through the storm now is to help other people who haven't mm. been through that storm necessarily, you know? Um,
0: that's so good. And, that,
1: and that's kind of my goal in life now is to be of service to others. Because um, it, you know, it'd be really selfish for me to go through what I've been through and then not reach out and help other people that are going through that that storm you know mm. like if i'm not trying to help other alcoholics then i'm not doing my job and if i'm not trying to help other diabetics and other people who are struggling with weight loss then everything i went through is useless in my opinion you know yeah that's good um plus it's really fulfilling you know at the end of the day like um helping somebody else makes me feel better what's well, longer lasting than like getting a big check or something you know like that's a a new, a new truck, you know, that's, that's a good feeling for a day or two, sure. you know, and then it might become a problem. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: but when you, when, when I can give back to people, oh, uh, that's what fills my soul, you know? And, and honestly, that's what prepares me for the storm. You know, that's what helps carry me through whatever storm it may be because I'm not worried about myself as much, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. 100%. And I just wrote down soul work right? You yeah. have to do work on your soul. And, you know, our soul is, is defined by our mind, our will, and our emotions. And I love that you touched on meditation and controlling the mind because I just did a post this morning about that. And I could choose to think on the things that are, you know, the uncertainty. I could think of the fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of what might happen to me, the fear of, of you know, discomfort. Right. Yeah. If I can keep my mind, on the things like what is what is lovely, what is just, what is pure, what is, uh, you know, praiseworthy, what are the things that I can gain from this, you know, that this storm isn't happening to me, it's happening for me, so if it's right. happening for me, it's happening for a reason, you know, and so what are the things that I can do? I can control the controllables. Well, the thing the, the things that I can control is my thoughts, you know, and my will and my emotions. So my soul. So you have to do the soul work, right, to be able to prepare yourself. And I love it because not all not all storms are equal, right? So no. you can go through one storm yeah. and, and and do okay, but you can go through another storm and that storm's gonna kick your tail, right? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that. You know you're a failure per se. It's it's just that you failed at that that moment. You it was a bl- I I'll, I'll call that that is a blind spot, right? I didn't see that of how that might affect me that storm. So, but what I can do is now I can be mindful of what that area is. So now I can add that to a new practice. And so I love that because that is like new mindfulness practice, right? Or whatever it may be of like being mindful of that practicing learning skill on how do I cover that area for the next storm? So it doesn't get me in. So the other thing you said was responsibility, right? It, It is, you know, how selfish of you to go through this and not help anyone else. And I wrote down responsibility because I've, I heard this once and I don't even remember where I heard it. But I love it. And I say it all the time. Responsibility is the ability to respond. And if you have the ability to respond and you don't, it is very selfish of you. Right. So if you have the ability to respond, it is your responsibility to do so. And so your responsibility is to help others. And I love that right and so you are taking it on as your responsibility to share your story to share your message of like hey there is hope there is a way through the storm and you are role modeling the way and that is one of the best ways to do it is to is to role model the way
1: yeah and that's why I'm so grateful for like this opportunity to be on here with you because it gets the word out you know um I, I'll I mean it's it's very cliche but all it takes is one person to listen to it that's struggling mm. and then they send me a message and then you know like my job is just to do the work. I'm not in charge of the outcome, but I can I can help them with my experience or I can put them in touch with somebody who can help them, you know, and so i just... Like, I really believe that we're made to, you know, humans are all connected. Um, We're made to work together. We're made to help each other. We're not made to be um, isolated from each other by any means, you know. Right. And uh, I learned that the hard way, you know, because when I was drinking, man, I was isolated from the world, you know. Uh, I I was very, very lonely. um, Lost a lot of friends. Burned a Mm. lot of bridges, you know. And um, now that I've I've gotten sober and gotten reconnected, I've built new bridges. You know, stronger bridges, deeper, more meaningful relationships, and each one of those things carries us through the storm. You know, like I, I don't think that we can go through any storm alone. You know, no, um, no, not without help, at least. You know,
0: well, but, and I love that because um I have said this before. It's like you never see a, a lone buffalo charging the storm, right? It's the whole herd. The herd yeah. is moving together, and and what I love about that is. That is, to me, that's a sense of community, right? And it's the community that is attacking that storm. And so I feel like, you know, it is our responsibility when we go through a storm, A, to have a community that we can share that storm with so that they can help us get through that storm together. Because just like you said, brother, it's like helping each other through the storm together. And it's a part of being a part of a community that can do that. And the other aspect of that is I can just imagine like in the chaos of charging the storm, attacking the storm, not allowing the storm, you know, we are going to get battered. We're going to get bruised. We're going to get hit by the storm, right? We're going to have elements of the storm impact us. But what I love about it is in the process of that, you know, one of the Buffalo may stumble. One of the Buffalo may fall behind, but the herd together, the community helps them, brings them together right to 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 push them along they're not going to allow them to just stay there and so being a part of a community is huge and not isolating yourself where the enemy can come and can get you so uh,
1: yeah yeah don't they put the the, uh i don't know if it's the buffalo but one of of the um animals they put the 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 injured or weak in the center of the herd and basically build a wall around
0: it yeah that's protect it protect right it's protecting and we need communities like that that protects us that knows our weak spots but you know, speak about vulnerability real quick because really that's what this is about is being vulnerable so that our community knows our 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 weak spots so they can lend their strengths to us in our in our time of need. Right. So uh, can you yeah. speak to that
1: for a minute? Yeah.
0: Just about being vulnerable? Yeah
1: oh yeah um so you know my experience has showed that the more vulnerable i get the more willing other people are to open up to me about their problems because you know like i'll just speak for myself you know um if i'm living in fear and i'm scared to talk to somebody about my problem um but then i hear them talk about having the very same issue and they open up 100 percent about it i'm gonna feel safe talking to that individual so i i mean i try not to hide any of my past you know like yeah i got kicked out of the marine corps i went to the brig twice you know i did some bad things in my past um, I'm not living that way today, though. You know, by the grace of God, right? And um, if I can, if I can let people know that, then there's someone else out there that thinks they're worthless, they're hopeless, that they don't deserve a good life. But um, I found that not to be true, man. Just because I've done um, some things in the past that I'm not proud of doesn't mean that you know I can't amend that and I can not make it right, and uh, that I'm not worthy of a good life today. You know? Yeah. And um, so when I when I I feel like when I open up at my rawest point and tell people those things that I used to hide shame from it allows them it gives them freedom to open up as well
0: no I love that and you said the word shame and I think I've heard it before like shame is is really like it binds us. It holds us back. It keeps us where we are and it doesn't allow us to move forward. And the other thing that I thought of when you were saying that was a mentor of mine, Tim Story. He's a, um, a pastor of a church in California, but he's also a coach to the stars right there in LA. And so he, uh, he helps the stars in many ways. But what he, well, he had, his message is, your setback can be your comeback, right? right? If you allow it. And I think that's the yeah. thing is vulnerability is allowing our our setbacks to be our comebacks. And the only way right. it could be our comeback is if we use really it's it's the power of the setback. It's power of vulnerability, you know, and just sharing that story gives gives power not to it, to control us, but power to overcome it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it becomes an asset, you know, it it becomes an asset. Um, and to think about that too you know it's like all all the the stuff to go off what you just said that I went through um has given me more courage than I've ever thought that I had you know it's like I could never imagine towing the line for a hundred mile race it's like I've been training for this my whole life you know every single kid that picked on me every time I got in trouble every time my dad you know was was a jerk to me like all those things built me into who I am today and they're preparing me for that, for that race or, or that storm or whatever's ahead, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that was just a perfect segue because I was actually getting ready to pivot just a little bit because you have now uh, started ultra running and you're an ultra athlete. So can you, I mean, I can only imagine those are like individual storms in and of themselves, right? When you're towing yeah. a lot for a hundred miler, I can imagine you go through waves um, throughout that whole process and how did you get into ultra running um
1: so i started uh running i ran a marathon like four years ago and uh i originally just wanted to do a half marathon because i was like there's no way i mean there was a time when i was scared to run a 10k you know i was like that is way too far um i can't run for that an hour you know i was like, "I can't run for that long <laughs> and i had a, a friend here he was like dude just do a marathon i was like no <laughs> that's not happening mean, and uh so I was like running one day and I ran I just ran I ran a half marathon I was like okay that wasn't bad so I'll do a mar- I signed up for a marathon I kind of trained for it a little bit didn't really know what I was doing I ran it and the last three miles were brutal man like I hit the wall I was like there's no way I'm doing this ever again like I'm done I'm just gonna stick to pounding weights and uh, doing fun stuff you know yeah. and then uh two summers later you know it clicked at me it's like I need to do it again I need to do it again and I, I started the training um, proper, you know, for, for me, anyway, with the heart rate monitor and doing those things, and I did the, I did the marathon. It went really well, and uh, I was like, you know, I need to. I, I think I can do fifty miles. I can do fifty. I'm gonna. I think I'm going to sign up for it. And it's funny because I was reading David Goggins' book, you know, yeah. and uh, it was like 10 p.m. at night. I'm laying in my bed reading the book, and of course, his book is crazy. I was like, just sign up right now. You know, <laughs> just sign up for the race right now. So now, you're referring to him.
0: Can't Hurt Me, his book, Yeah, can't exactly. Hurt me, right? yeah, yes.
1: can't hurt me. yeah. So, I, I closed the book and signed up for uh, the Silver Rush 50. It's like, it's the Leadville 50 in Leadville, Colorado yeah. yep. last summer, um, and the cool part about it was I used that as an opportunity to help raise money for a Marine Corps um, organization well it's not really a Marine Corps organization but it's a, a this lady uh, in Tennessee she lost her son in Afghanistan uh, mm-hmm. with three five Marines they lost 25 Marines in a seven-month deployment so she's uh, building like a retreat for veterans of all branches uh, in Tennessee and each room is named after one of the the Marines they lost mm-hmm. and um, So I I linked up with her and I did a fundraiser through my training and for the race to help raise some money. For their organization it's called dark horse lodge if anyone wants to look it up it's a really awesome place i mean they're gonna you know there's like a lake there's fishing there's all kinds of stuff it's really a, a, a place for uh, combat veterans to go and reconnect with each other you know in that community you know yeah. so it's really to me i think it's a really important cause and uh um you know they're on instagram and facebook it's just dark horse lodge if anyone's interested in helping them out, i'll drop it in the show um, notes too yeah yeah it's a really cool thing what she's doing she's a really nice lady i've i've uh talked with her a few times and uh so you know that was good motivation to to also get me through that first um first race you know so i i uh i did that race i loved it it wasn't as bad as i thought i told everyone i was like you know what i'd rather run 50 miles on the trail than than uh 26 on the pavement Right. yeah it's just a different community too like the ultra community is so cool man i mean i don't know i was like 40 miles into the race and some guy pulls a piece of pizza out of his pocket he's like hey man are you hungry that's awesome yeah you don't you don't find that in road races you know no 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 uh, yeah you you know and I've built some really cool relationships out of that so far Um, you know I'm looking forward to it Uh, I'm signed up for 100 in September I don't know what's going to happen but you know (laughs) Another part of that is the the storm of the diabetes. You know, like another one of my goals now is to to show diabetics that you don't have to be. You kind of hinted on it earlier. You don't have to be limited by your diabetes. Yeah. You know, just because you have diabetes doesn't mean that you can't go out and do these crazy ultra events if you want to. You know, um, I look at diabetes as an asset. It helps me keep my nutrition in line. You know, um, I don't look at it as like a, a down. You know, it's not a down thing to me. It's it's it, I. Just, try to use it in every positive way possible. And I want, you know, maybe if someone sees me running 50 or a hundred miles with type one diabetes, like maybe that means that they can go run three miles, you know, a half mile on the treadmill, just like I started, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and live, because, I mean, if you don't take care of your diabetes, it can get really bad, really bad. So.
0: Yeah. Trust me. Uh, I know I, I have a, do- a dad who struggles with diabetes. And um, so I, I, I understand that completely. So. So how did you get into did you start running to uh, as part of your recovery or were you just always a runner
1: No I started running and on that treadmill in college Oh that when so that's 19. what got you going you just kept yeah. going Okay yeah. It took me a long time, man. So that was in 2004, maybe. So 15 years ago. You, you know? with it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then you go in the military and you, but, you know, like when I was in the military, I was a, a big meathead, you know, I was just yeah. counting weight. I mean, I would run my three miles. That was the requirement. Yeah, I yeah. Run my three, I would run my three miles and I was just like addicted to the weights, man. But um, I found in running though, especially running long distances, there's a much more spiritual aspect to it you know yeah. Um, when i'm out there especially where i live in the mountains and I, you know I, i'm 20 30 miles into a run you know like i feel connected uh, to god oh, you awesome. know there's no other con- it's unexplainable how that feeling you know yeah. um, i feel more connected than i've ever felt when i'm out there you know you know so, that's
0: uh, yeah that, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you i apologize no no, no that's, that's fine when you say that it's like uh i so i grew up running and i ran cross country and track uh, junior high, high school, and just a small bit of college afterwards, and loved it. So I competed uh, mostly on road racing, right? And so yeah, 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 there was no guys pulling out pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sure. um, you know, uh, I, I, as I I got into weight training, and yeah. I love running, and I started just training, you know, the weights. And then uh, here we are about 30 years later, and I have had the pleasure of uh, getting to know Chad Wright. I haven't met Rich Roll. I followed Rich Roll for a while, and all these guys are ultra-athletes, right? Right. And you've got, you know, Goggins, and, you know, and I've heard Chad talk about it as well as Rich, you know, out on the trail. uh, just the connection out there and really just that that spiritual moment. And, you know, it's kind of honestly, it's inspired me to to start running a little bit more now 30 years later. And I have uh, thought, you know, the thought has crossed my mind to do an ultra. However, I've gone. I have to be just real with you, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Going out, and I'm like, crap, this sucks. <laughs> this yeah,
1: yeah, sucks. Yeah. And yeah, I love, I being out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love being out yeah. in the woods because you know I live yeah. here foothills of the the Appalachian Mountains the Blue Ridge and oh yeah uh, and that's, so that's yeah man I love getting out there on those trails but uh and I and I've gone you know done some you know nothing 20 miles yet or more which I want to do I want to start getting out there and going further I've gone out uh 12 and a half 13 has been my the longest I've gone and nice. you know I'll run and you know walk a little hike oh yeah on. it's so,
1: a lot, ultra running isn't running man it's yeah ultra, ultra, hiking. ultra hiking yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like yeah. uh so that's what i've been trying to do and just working up to it and um i i keep trying to uh convince myself that i can do it and and i know i can and again it's back to the mind right and and yeah. it's just uh pushing through the pain <laughs> and, right. and i think that's the the key to that is and one of the reasons why i wanted to do it is doing uncomfortable things so i'm i'm i get comfortable with doing uncomfortable things right and yeah so whether it's cold baths or cold showers or you know even having a conversation that is difficult and, and challenging having that conversation because those are facing the storms those are like right. little storms you're right and I, I mentioned it on another podcast actually jeff you mentioned them earlier jeff and i were a yeah. conversation and I told him it was like those negative thoughts that start coming in and they start bombarding. If we continue to feed them, it becomes this storm that just continues to rage, right? And so those are like little mini storms. It's like, no, I have to face that storm, face those negative thoughts and tell them, you know, take them thought, those thoughts captive, right? And right. bring them under submission. Otherwise, they're going to eat my lunch. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to have me, you know, all over the place. And so I have to face that storm and take those thoughts captive. And so um and, and I can imagine ultra running is a lot like that, right? It's just controlling the <laughs> mic controlling the yeah, yeah.
1: People are like, what do you think about what you're out there? Like, you don't wanna know, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of great good bad dark everything you know yeah but uh, the the ultimate point though is you get to a place where there's a while where it's meditative and your Mm. mind is calm and you're just connected to uh, power and yourself out there and connected to nature it's just like an ultimate feeling you know of freedom I love that that's what I love Uh, yeah I love
0: that well man it's been a pleasure to to chat with you today And, and I know the listeners have gotten some things out of this and guys if you are facing storms, man, follow Seth. I mean, this guy has has faced many storms, whether it was obesity as a kid, losing over 100 pounds. You know, he's uh, gone through alcoholic recovery. He's facing the storm of diabetes currently. He's gone through the challenges of, you know, being kicked out of the military. I mean, you can imagine the the mental storms that this guy has gone through as well, much less the physical storms. And so, Seth, I just want to commend you, brother, on on continuing to face the storm, continuing to be the buffalo in your life, and <laughs> and role modeling that out for others.
1: Oh well, yeah, you know, I really appreciate you having on me on here, man. It's really great. You know, I'm grateful anytime I get someone like gives me the opportunity to share my story, man. Hopefully, somebody will, you know, hear something good in it. And that's all I can hope, you know. Yeah, um, you know, I'm really yeah. grateful. Definitely. definitely thank will. You well, very much.
0: You bet. Yeah, and we'll throw your Instagram handle as Instagram. Where's the best place for people to? To find you.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that works great. Yeah, so,
0: awesome. We'll yeah, throw his cool. Instagram handle in the show notes and have people connect with you. Well, Seth, it was a pleasure. Any final words that you would like to leave the listeners today before we jump oh, off? Oh, man. <laughs> that's
1: always a tough question. It's like, man, I feel like I just talked so much already. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, don't sell yourself short, man. Don't sell yourself short, you know. Um, there's a lot more inside you than you think, man. But you just got to find it, you know. It's, there. it's, it's our, there. Everything that you need is already inside you. That is
0: so good. So good. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Seth, for uh, being on the Inspired Way podcast. All right. Take care, man. Thank you, brother. Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast, and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come, and I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing this with your friends leaving a review all that good fun stuff so until next time go out there face your storms make your difference in the world and we'll see you next time on the inspired way podcast thank you